What is up, guys? Talking with Tonka, episode 22, special Philly edition this week. We got special co-host, DJ Sat, 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 Sat One. What's up, y'all? One, two, what one, up, two. Up? And then we got graffiti artist, Rame, in the building. What's good? What's up? What's up? What's up, Philly? What's up? What's up? So, check it out. So, we're calling this Philly edition because we got a Philly DJ, OG, DJ, Philly, DJ, graffiti artist, Sat One, and we got... Uh, another Philly OG graffiti artist, Rain. What's up? Let's let's start this combo. Uh, so how do how do y'all know each other? Uh, I guess through the, through graffiti, and uh, I guess when when IG first started, um, me and Rain started connecting on IG, and that's okay. kind of like where where our friendship started. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and to be specific, I remember the first day I met him. Oh, really? I was working at Known Studios. Remember that set? Uh, yeah. I interviewed him. We knew of oh, each other. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, but yes. see, well, we talked before on, before, on, on, yeah, on yeah. the internet and what, what yeah, have yeah. you, but the first time we ever kind of like connected in person, yes. yes. It's Correct. funny how the internet brings people together, right? Oh, yes. Good so and like, bad. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like over, let's just say over the pandemic, right? Like I was DJing on Twitch as you were as well with Electric Playground. That shit was fun. Yeah. So like I was connecting with people that I haven't seen in a minute from like across the country, like Audio One. And then I was meeting DJs in Florida, Texas like all over the place i'm oh, sorry was that oh you're watching ig live i was like what is that i was like am i getting feedback um so it's funny that now i have relationships with djs in other states because of you know unfortunately yeah. the pandemic but because of the internet yeah right and it's funny how like you guys met you guys are from philly and yes. you met on the internet yeah well you know philly's a big place yeah yeah but it's not that big uh, it, you know it's funny it, it kind of is though compared to other cities it is a big we're just used to it yeah, yeah but it yeah, is yeah. a big city you're, you're talking about the sur surrounding barrels yeah you know, yeah you gotta, you gotta count all that like, yeah for sure but I always came across that since yeah. back evolutions yeah uh, I always would come across them at different events yeah and I always knew of them because to those that don't know one of the first videos I seen with graffiti was done by Sat oh really what DJ video was Jazzy it? Jeff okay. Biss Marquise Slick Rick yeah, like, yeah. he did all of that. So I, I knew about Sat when I was trying to get, like, when I was first coming up, I always knew he was an OG. Then I knew about his music career. And like you said, through the, through the internet, I reached out to him. I was like, look, I'm doing a, a podcast. At the time, my podcast went global in three months. This was, this was before podcasts were a thing where people were making money off streaming. Yeah. And I just did it for the love. Like, yeah. my homie Known, shout out Known Records, he had a studio. So I'm sitting there doing like a, a lot of artist development, production, and I'm watching him one day interview Danny Garcia, dudes like Freeway, Cassidy. Damn. Oh, yeah. Noam was the one that threw a celebrity basketball game and had like all the Philly rappers. Damn. He's been around for a while. He's an engineer and a rapper, but he's been connected with a lot of Philly great talent. Damn. And uh, he let me do it. He said, Raym, I love your passion. Do it. He didn't know how big it was going to be. Yeah. And I started reaching out to the ones that I knew that I wanted to have on there. Yeah, yeah. Reached out to Sat. And the shit went global in three months, man. I'll but tell, was tell the, the people what, what the name of the podcast was. Oh, it was Graph Life, Graph Life Radio 215. Damn, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. It's funny how like names of things just kind of falls into place. You know, like I was, I think I was messing around on Twitch one day and I was like, I don't want to DJ on here all the time. Like, yeah. I just want to like talk about sneakers, talk about, you know, hip hop and, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. And my, my buddy was like, yo, call it Talking with Tonka. I was like, oh shit. That's a, that's a dope name. <laughs> right. It just kind of fell into place. Kind of like how yours fell into place. You know what I mean? So it's, it's funny and like how we, we all get our names too, right? Cause like someone named me Tonka. 
Like okay. I was breakdancing before I was anything, right? So uh, I was graffiti writing and I was breakdancing, right? I kept falling out of this one move at Shampoo Nightclub. Yeah, I think. On Sundays, on yeah, Sundays. Yeah, on Sundays, yeah. 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 So I, you know they had the weirdo nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm a weirdo? <laughs> no, no. They, they, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Think was, I, think it was like, I went in there one time with one of my friends. It was like a Friday night. Yeah. And when I looked around, this was yeah. back in the 90s. Tonka was breakdancing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, no, I got to go. Yeah. But Sunday nights was hip hop. Yeah, nights. yeah. So yep. I think it was Soho was DJing. I think it was Soho anyway. But yeah. Uh, I kept falling out of this move. And my buddy was like, yeah, you're indestructible like a Tonka truck. Because I always said it didn't hurt. And then boom. Oh, damn. Stuck. I didn't know that's where you got your yeah. name from. Yeah. All right, word. Okay. Yeah. So then I started writing it too, obviously. You know, but in high school, I forget. I think I wrote Slicks in high school. Like S-L-I-X. Okay. Was, yeah. Slicks. Yeah. We used to, we used to, it was, it was actually, I, I think I told you the story. My buddy got caught when we were in high school. So his parents uh, built a shed in the backyard and we used to hit that all the time. And that's what I was So I he practiced. would have to go out there and tag right. in the yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about, talk about support. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> we still did though. He used to work at a U-Haul and we used to, and there was a freighter next door where they freshly paint these like chemical freighters and we would go hit them after, after he was done at like late night. So it didn't really help, but it actually just helped us practice. You know what yeah, I mean? That was yeah, our practice yeah. point. So I know my friends named me. Sat, how did you get your name? Uh, well, basically it's my mother, my mother's initials who passed away of cancer. So oh, no. Susan Ann Thorpe. Yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah. So that's where Sack comes from. Little, little pay homage to my mother. Yeah, that's what's know? up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I, I thought I told you that. Yeah. No, I should have yeah. asked you that on the last yeah, one. Yeah. So that's kind of like where it comes from. Damn, I did not know yeah. that. And one, if everybody wants to know where, where one really comes from, that's a graffiti term. Like yeah. One, actually, it was Kara's one who originally kind of made that famous. And that's why we put one after our name because we're the first with that name. That's right. why you put one after right so we're gonna come back to that because i actually have a question about that because i used to write something after my names and i never knew where it came from so we're yeah gonna yeah see that. so how where did you get your name from rain oh man my name growing up man uh i was inspired by you know the ras you know okay. rakan being one of my biggest influences rakim yeah and uh and rain it was always like, you know, Raymond. It was kind of short from Raymond. Okay. And uh, I remember before that, I was writing KX. Okay. That was like my first KMD name, K-A-E-X. And then just, you know, at that time, I was still developing my hands. Because one thing about KMD is you couldn't write KMD unless you was ready to write at a certain level. Okay. Like we had a crew called TMH. Okay. Which that's the crew that Agua started at, that he would groom you into being a KMD writer. That's why That's everybody up, yeah. in KMD, he was militant, man. Rakan was militant with graffiti, man. He had a map in his room and he would highlights every spot that he wanted to write at just to go all city. Like wow. the dude was mad militant. They gave him $1.3 million fine when they ran up in his house and found like $500 can, uh, cans of spray paint. He was going to Home Depot taking 40, 50 cans of spray paint, like hitting them constantly. Duh. So he was like really living that life. And you yeah. know, all, all, all the young guys around him, I gravitated towards that. And he was the one that started to give us hands. But basically, like, the RAs kind of always, I always wanted a name with an RA. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, uh, other writers that just influenced me with the tall hands and just with them prints. Yeah. So uh, from KX, I started writing Rain. You know yeah. what? I got a question. So uh, for people who don't don't understand graffiti, uh, break down like the the importance of Philadelphia and graffiti. Like the, the like, how we're the first city to actually have graffiti in it. Like in the first writer that you know, give them a little history yeah. lessons of what graffiti is. And a lot of people don't understand what like people just look at it as uh, you know as destruction, but there's it's bigger than that. 
Yes, it definitely is because you know it's first of all, let's go back to hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop has influenced the world. Facts. Like I'm talking about you could go to Germany, you could go to Australia, China, anywhere you go, hip hop influences the masses. So let's get back into hip hop. What's the first element of hip hop? Graffiti. Graffiti. And then Gra the microphone, then the breakdancing. Graffiti. Yeah. Well, the microphone was the last thing. Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it was like the graffiti dudes was writing, right? Oh, that makes sense. Then the they started yeah, hanging yeah. at warehouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then Cool Hurt comes with the tables. Yeah, yeah. Now the B-Boys is doing their thing. Yep. And shit was getting so crazy, they needed somebody to control the crowd. So yeah, yeah, yeah. MC I'm trying to remember the B-Boy barbecue recycle sign where it had it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you was right, though. You just said Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so by graffiti being... The first element, right? Yeah. And it being started in Philly, because, I mean, history is history. Yes, the culture has went all over the world, and New York were the ones that actually took the subway shit to a whole another, other level. Yeah. Like, they influenced the world yep. because we were just doing tags. Yeah, It yeah. was all about tags. You know, Spell was going to New York. It was a couple dudes going to New York getting influenced, coming back and doing pieces. Yeah. But it was all about tagging. Like, that was the essence of it. Yeah. So, once it got to New York, then, you know, of course... Hip hop was birthed with the music, so that went all over the world. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, the importance of Philly is that this is where that culture was started, and you know, has uh, you know, worse, worse. The cornbread always said is that before him, it was dudes that always wrote like in gangs. Like if you was part of a gang, you would write Fifteenth Street. If he was part of a gang, he would write Vatos Locos. That yeah. always been around, just like hieroglyphics. Yeah. That always been around since the Egyptian times. But graffiti is different because graffiti is the sole purpose of you taking one name and getting rep out of it. Yeah, Not yeah. just you writing, I'm from Second Street or, you know, L.A. Gang Wars. That's what they did. So that's what, you know, I've heard a lot of debates and the dudes from L.A., they say, oh, we've been writing too. But it was gang, gang, gang uh, tags. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Cornbread was, you know, from my understanding, one of the first because it was a few out of Philly. Yeah, it, it wasn't just cornbread. It was a few that wrote at that time, but they wrote for the sole purpose of getting rep. I'll never forget the first time I saw one of cornbread's things. I think it was in uh, what break breakdancing movie was that where they showed the train with his name on it? Sat, you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Wild it was a, it was style. A, yeah, it might have been Wild Style actually, where they showed like they they were about to go into a club or something, and then Cornbread's train went by. I'm trying to think. I don't remember that movie. Probably Wild style. It might have been Wild Style, but I don't think Cornbread oh, was no, in no, Wild Style. Was, that was in New York. It could have been Sly Artistic Masters. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. It could have been. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, get, I, I, I don't remember that, but yeah, I'm it was, sure. It was a, definitely like a break-in movie or something something to do with like history of b-boying or something. And I saw it and I was like, oh, snap. I was like, and I, I, I mean, it was a, it's a mainstream movie and you see in his name. That was, that was really dope. So uh, just, just to circle back real quick what, where, why one was important after a name. I used to write isms after mine. You ever, ever write something like that? Yeah, well, that, that's a graffiti term too. Yeah, ISM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. So I never knew where that came I, from. I could tell you the history about that too. Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, Reem got, got the book. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is why I know the history. Uh, I got a good friend of mine. His name is Lucky Amol. He's like 70 years old. He was Damn. one of the first guys. He was from New York, right? And he was just crazy, man. Robbing stores when he was like seven, eight, racking paint, like, you know, crazy. So his mom sends him to Philly. So he comes to Philly. Mind you, he comes from New York. They do pieces. And Philly is all hands. Yeah. But when he came here, he brought a friend of his named Eek. And he was the first one. He gave Eek the ism. And then Catism 
Yeah. Took, you know, used the ism, made it popular because catism is, you know, who he is. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't know that the ism came from Iski. Damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah I know. Damn, that's I'm dope. Tra- I'm dropping like a, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just got this dope. information Yo. about a month, month and a half yeah, ago. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about graffiti. It's so deep. The culture's so deep. The history's so deep. And it's still underground. A lot of people don't even know about it. It's still still such an underground thing, even though it's been around since the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Even longer than, than that. You and know? it's, it's crazy. Crazy that a lot. Of, I'm glad that now, now I think we're in that time where people are actually respecting what they see because they're they're asking you know artists to write on their restaurant walls and oh, yes. stuff like that. So like that, that's it's really it's a really cool thing to see how it evolved and it's it's much well, more appreciated. Graffiti as an art is form. probably the last I guess hardcore art form to come out of America. To be honest, like what is more hardcore than that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Graffiti is like the, it's, it's illegal. You know, you're, you don't get paid. You don't get paid, and you're doing it for a code. You're doing it for so many different reasons. You know, right? You're risking your freedom, your life. Yeah, facts. A lot of us have wives. We got kids. Yeah, people don't understand leaving at eleven at night, at eleven o'clock at night to go bomb to six in the morning. It's a lot of things that come with that. You know, I had oh, yeah. a lot of situations with females, man. That you know, they would think I'm out there cheating, and they just couldn't understand how. This this is a culture that I'm a part of. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kinda like it's kinda like you're going to your job. I mean, it turns yeah. to a job when you're bombing hard and you're trying to get yeah. content. And then, it is a job. And when people start seeing your stuff all around, and that's why now that we're gonna we're gonna jump into your in your clothing brand as well. But like when people start seeing your name all over the place and they see it on a t shirt, like, oh man, I seen that on a wall somewhere. I want to go cop that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, because there was a there was a company I followed in high school, uh, Wild Style Technicians out of um, out of California. Yes, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, so I used to wear their stuff all the time. Their stuff. Uh, no, I'm okay. Sorry. Um, so, uh, I would I would rep their stuff hard because they their their pieces on their shirts were unreal, and they were done by real writers. Yeah, right? you know exactly. what I mean. And that yep. and that, that, auth- that authentic stuff. Who, who was some of the artists that was doing some of their stuff? Did anybody be honest, remember? <laughs> I haven't worn their stuff in years. They're still around though. They still around because like they run with uh, like Tribal Streetwear. And well, stuff Tribal like that. was a was a West Coast brand, so like yeah. you know Risk and, and cats like that. All the OGs from from the West Coast, uh, Hex and, and writers like that were doing them shirts like Tribal stuff like that. So yeah, cat, yeah. probably most likely like LA, yeah. LA writers. Yeah, because I know Tribal still around. They actually popped up on my Instagram feed. Yeah, while, they're big like, in the, like the tattoo world. That's like their thing. Now. Yeah, they kind of okay. cater to the tattoo artists. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That, yeah. They were they were real big into the b boy scene. Like, oh they were, yeah, well when they I, were sponsoring battles. Well, and stuff when I had like my that. clothing store from Philadelphia, yeah, we, had, we used to sell Tribal and stuff like that. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh see, so that's like that. That totally makes sense. Your live go off. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, it, it, it only goes on for what, like forty-five minutes? Yeah, something like talk? that. Uh, well, we only been talking for fourteen, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, I thought we. No, no, but because like it was funny, like growing up. But it definitely. Uh, like when we were in the b-boy scene and stuff like that, because like tribal really. They really embraced the b-boy culture, and they yep. really went after it. They were Everything, yeah. Head spin hats. I mean, you could even see, like see old uh, pictures of like Biggie wearing wearing tribal and con art. Oh, uh, really? Con, con art's another uh, brand from out there. Damn, uh, yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah, that's. It's good that it's like you know that 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 stuff like that is still around, and I think it's because people are respecting a graffiti and that and that's and that art so much now. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm glad that it's still around. You it's know what it's I mean? starting to become mainstream. It's yeah. like it's being more accepted. And a lot of the stores, to be honest, man, it's like they rather have a mural that looks urban. It attracts more people yeah. than to actually pay $30,000 to get a professional you know, yeah. mural arts type of, right. type of mural. Yeah. And, you know, clothing, a lot of the clothing companies are doing it. 
And you know, it all goes back to hip hop, man. Hip hop yeah. has took over the world, and graffiti now is starting to be at the at that main platform, and yeah. people are starting to understand it now. Yeah. Before they looked at it as vandalism, but now it's like they're understanding the mural. But side also, of it. I think also people that are in charge now and running corporations and stuff like they grew they're up hit. into they're it. Yeah, yeah, they they hit. they know all about it. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like that that's the the key of why you see more of it. And plus, street art, even though street art and graffiti are a little different, not the kind of the same thing. Maybe we, we could touch on that also. But yeah. I feel like street art is now becoming popular. People like you know made, made they want like a famous painting of a street artist in in their store or what have you that might cost like a hundred grand or whatever. Yeah. But that call comes from graffiti culture. You know. Right. Exactly. So, um, let's dive into where you got started, Rain. Like, what? What? How'd you get started in, in art in in general? All right. I got started, man. I was probably about 11, 12 years old. How old are you now? I'm 42. Okay. When I got started, I remember, uh, to tell you my whole story, uh, I was born in New Brunswick. Okay. And uh, my father was a musician, so we was out here. I was born here, but we went back to Puerto Rico. Okay. When I went to Puerto Rico, I didn't come back till I was nine. So in Puerto Rico, I seen the whole evolution of the reggaeton culture. The DJ Playeros, the Daddy Yankees, like when they started, uh, they, you know, like all the old ones. Uh, remember that guy that used to be like, uh, boom, boom, mommy, mommy, the yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I fell in love with the Spanish hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah this right. Back in the days, wish my girl was here. She probably know exactly what you're <laughs> oh, talking yeah, about. Oh yeah, and So DJ Playero was like one of the biggest DJs. He the one to put out like you know the Nicky Jams, the yeah. Daddy Yankees, the Tegos, all the ones that we hear. Yeah, uh, Pina Records. So I was already influenced by the hip hop in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So when I came to Philly, I was nine. Mind you, I didn't know how to speak English. So that was something that I had to learn. Yeah. So I come here and always fell in love with hip hop. So now I'm listening to Rakim and Coogee Rap and, you know, the Furious Five and all these guys, KRS-One. Yeah. I used to listen to KRS-One heavy and uh, started to get influenced by it. Okay. But I'll tell you the truth. What influenced me for to, uh, to, to want to be a graffiti writer was mm -hmm. Philly. Yeah. Was driving by and I would see these tags and there were like characters to me. It's like I, I, I see your stamp, but I don't know what you look like. That's why I really didn't even like meeting writers because I'd rather it be mysterious. Yeah. So I would look at these tags and I would just wonder like, who the fuck is putting their name <laughs> yeah, yeah. in these walls? Yeah. And it just caught my attention. Then me going to middle school, I would get on a train. Now I'm seeing King Care, big ass straight letters, silver and black. They would take up the whole roof. Mm. Then a little bit before that, I seen a little bit of Easy, a little bit of Car. Of course, Praise, Sat, Credit. Like, you know, them guys was like heavy. Sat has one of the most infamous stories in the game that we could talk about it if he's down to talk about it. <laughs> that story, listen, we're going to talk. That story. <laughs> He's the only one that got away. Uh, listen, oh, uh, I don't know. infamous story. We got, we got to look at the limitations on that one. Nah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was like 30 years ago. That was like 30 years Statue ago. Statue of limitations yeah, is yeah, gone. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, that was like 30 years ago. We can yeah. talk about that. Okay, all right. But getting back to this, yeah. so, it, you know, I was just so influenced by hip-hop, rock him, and all these guys that I started to write. You know, without being part of a crew, like, I just started to write on my own. Yeah. And, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, all the writers could relate to this. When you start, you start writing in your neighborhood, yeah. you know, take a couple of tasks because that's the where you at. Stall right across the street from your house, right, Tat? Yeah, oh, yeah don't do bad. that one. <laughs> so you start writing in your neighborhood and then when I started to get a little, you know, known, I started like my own little crew, which was uh, Straight Bomb in Philly, SBP. Okay. 
you know, me, Reek, uh, AP, Spade. It was a few of us. But none of them had hands. I was the only one that had a hand. So I would have to get on Spade's shoulder and throw everybody up because he was the big fat dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it became a time that now I started to take it serious because now yeah. I'm getting into hip hop. Now uh, Ian Clementine was uh, s- some of my homies out there that they bought a uh, DJ equipment and they was out there. They, they were uh, called Next Level. At that time, they had a whole bunch of artists. Some of them was like part of Ice City too with Freeway. Uh, face money you yeah, know yeah, they yeah. used to come up there mm-hmm. back in the days so uh i started to get influenced by it so yeah. i started to take it serious and at that time in my whole neighborhood the only crew that was really like serious like was kmd so this is when they were like first starting out so uh could you uh, break down what kmd is like the uh, name? yeah, yeah. K- kmd thank you sir kmd stands for causing mad destruction uh keep making dollars uh Rakan's favorite uh, Kiss My Dick (laughs) (laughs) and and a whole bunch of other ones but KMD was you know it was a graffiti crew that Rakan started out of Edison and uh, but we also was like the biggest weed corner around Kensington okay so we wasn't your regular graffiti dudes we was dudes that hustled every day and also just happened to write graffiti yeah and we was all serious about it man like you know we used to sit up in Rakan's room and he would pass books and, you know, we would come up with styles. And it was like steel, sharp, and steel. We would listen to Wu-Tang and we would watch Faces of Death. That's how we started to name all our crew, uh, all our wickets. You know, the centerpiece style, the water technique, the poison clan. Yeah. And then from, of course, influenced by the music, KMD Killer Army. That's from yeah. Wu-Tang's Young Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we soaked that Wu-Tang stuff in and the faces of death. We applied that in graffiti and we took over the city. Like every, we would go to every meeting and we go in 20, 30, 40 writers deep and everybody had one a great hand. Like you couldn't even get in KMD unless Rakan gave you the approval. And some of us stood in TMAs for two, three years until we elevated. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Listen, I, I tell people, look, look what I'm doing now. And I was the, one of the worst writers in KMD. I was just a goon that had heart. And I was part of the team before I started writing. Damn, okay. Damn. So I had to step it up when I got yeah. all these dudes that are great. Because now I'm very competitive. Yeah. So it's like, these dudes around me, Sizer, Empire, Rakan, Kane, Agua, Brew, Note, Nemo, Meek, Dasar. These dudes was all fucking good at what they did. So I'm just soaking it all in. And I'm like, you know what? I got to take it serious. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't take it serious at first. But when I came home in 09, nobody from KMD was really writing. So that's when I threw it on my back and brought it back out. And look yeah, what that's I'm doing what's up. Now. Yeah, yeah. You're blowing up. I see your stuff everywhere. What, what's crazy is, so to bring this to graffiti, I mean, uh, to DJing is, because, you know, I, I come from, from, from that world, you know, and then becoming a DJ and, you know, your face is on flyers and, and what have you. My whole, my whole, my whole thing was I don't I didn't really want people to know what I look like. I just like to put all the work behind the name. It's, it's still to this day it's, it's weird for me be, to be on flyers and all that stuff because I'm more about the name and the the work behind it. You know, it's not yeah. me pointing or, or any of that stuff or singing in the camera. It was always about you know the skill level, and I and I still have that code. And, I, and now it like it's really 
interesting to see like it's almost the opposite now in DJing it's really not about the skill it's about the you know the flossy style yep. you know and I'm that's you know it's always been you know me it's always yeah. been a struggle you yeah. know the, now it's like a smoke and mirror yeah thing. it's it's more of that than anything so you know it's sometimes that's why I always would bump heads with yeah. certain cats because I, I still carry that code with me to this yeah. day yeah you know? yeah it's funny when you see these people out there it, it, this probably goes in the graffiti world as well it's like because I'm, I'm just coming from a DJ standpoint where it's like you see these kids and like I said, smoke and mirrors are pretending like they're doing these big things, but they're going to do these gigs for free just so they can play in another state when they're not even getting paid to do that. So they're putting money out of your own pocket. So do you see that in the graffiti world? No, nah, right? you wouldn't get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's the whole yeah. thing. There was, there was, there's, there's rules, you know, there's, there's rules there and they, right. you wouldn't be able to get far if you, yeah. play, if you played that game, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So Rand, you ever run, you ever run into anything like that? people uh, faking the funk and just saying oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean all the time man and to be honest man uh that's what kind of that's what kind of made me start doing things in galleries okay and starting to take real graffiti because like i would see some of these guys that you know we know what lane it is like if you're a street artist that's what you are you know what Ray, uh speak on the difference between street art and, and a graffiti, graffiti artist art. you know what i mean I'm, yeah i'm gonna break that down yeah so what made me want to get into the galleries was all right, us graffiti writers, like, you know, we put a lot in the line to build the, the the name that we have built. Like, you know, like I said, you're risking your freedom. It's a lot yeah. of shit you do when you're writing at four in the morning in the middle of fucking Badlands. So it's like we, you know, this is our culture. So by me seeing guys that wasn't graffiti writers, right, get into these galleries and start calling themselves graffiti writers, it was like a disrespect to me. Yeah. It's like, come on, my dude, you're not a graffiti writer. You uh, street artists, when they do like stencils, when they do, you know, like faces on murals, which is still, it's still, they're still talented, yeah. but it's still, it's like uh, calling you, it's like if you're a producer, right? DJ, but they're calling you an uh, engineer. No, like, yeah, no, yeah, listen, yeah. there's a difference between oh, engineering. There's <laughs> you know a mean? big difference. So yeah. it's a b big difference. So when I started to see this, I didn't speak about it, but what I did was I said, well, you know what? Since I'm already respected by all of the guys that do that, I'm going to start taking my stuff to the galleries. Because no matter what, you're always going to recognize the real and the fake when yeah. you're in them rooms. And you'll be able to see, I think, just by the talent level as well. You can see the street in people when they when they go mainstream. You can still kind of see their street. Yeah, street. You, don't, you never lose that edge. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, you know what? I want to start selling some stuff. And then I had a couple homies of mine that they there are street artists. And, you know, they, they hustle their asses off. And, you know, they're fucking taking paintings to this gallery, taking paintings to that gallery. Like, they're all over with it. So, like, Snap. Snap was one of the street artists that influenced me. He's like, yo, Rain, let's do this collab. Let's do this. He's selling that one for 700 Selling that one for 600 And, and I'm like, yo, like, there's money in this. So I'm the type that if I got to evolve with it, I'm going to do it because that's what I'm chasing right now because it's not about the ref for me no more because the game is already fucked up you got young bulls that write over their writers you got yeah. people that don't respect real graffiti you got dudes that are not, that are not graffiti writers saying they're graffiti writers just because they're doing interviews and shit so the game is kind of fucked up so all I wanted to do was get into these galleries but keep it real and what I mean by that is I'm selling rain pieces I'm not going to start doing cartoons just to sell in galleries I want to do what the dudes in New York are doing to influence me. When you go to a, a show, T-Kid, he's not selling fucking characters. He's selling T-Kid pieces on trains. And us in Philly, we don't, have a Philly, we don't have a graffiti museum. And this is where graffiti started. Yeah. Florida has a city, the Art Basel. 
Yeah, I'll, yeah. The biggest yeah. event of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a lot of it's like for example, me and and then we're talking and them stuck up for me. All the big platforms been posting my videos because I've been getting a lot of views. So Bomb and Signs posted one and it was a wicked. This is our traditional hairstyle. A dude from LA went on air, you know, all oh, Philly shit is whack or whatever. And NM out of everybody, NM jumped on there because they know Shout NM. Out to NM. Shout <laughs> out to NM. He jumped on there and was like, yo, like, I don't even know. Like, this shit is our traditional hand. And, you know, but, you know, people start going back and forth. And I don't like that because I, I get mad and you can't even see the motherfucker. It's, it's, it's through a phone. Yeah. And, and when I looked at him, he had 42 followers. I'm like, listen, man, I'm not even. Listen, you bum. Like, you're, yeah. <laughs> yo, like, you're like, dude, like, get the fuck out of here. Your so, grandma was following you. But it's, it's sad. That's something. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the bump from LA. Yeah. So it's like, it's a shame to see that. So yeah. I, I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to start doing these events. You know what I mean? Because I'm connected with a lot of people. I fuck with everybody. My best friends are legends. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just start doing these events and I'm going to create this platform where I can have collectors come and buy our art every month, but graffiti. I love that, man. That's that's, that's what I want to bring to the game. And shout out to Club Kanai. Since day one, they opened the doors for me. And, you know, they, they, they everything we do is, is 50-50. Real I respect, mean, real, sound like. Exactly, man. Yeah. We, we get half of, the, half of everything, man. And, you know, that's I got a lot up. of love for them. And, you know, they got a podcast room. They got a studio. So it's like they're doing a lot of stuff now. Yeah. So July 22nd, I got Cornbread. <laughs> He's going to be there signing books and yeah, selling yeah. art. I got Pre, which, you know, Pre, a lot of people never even met Pre. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he never really did these things, but he's like a freight train kid. Yeah. Uh, then I got this couple that they actually came from Colombia okay. two years ago. And the shit that they're doing, you seen their shit, right, Sam? Yeah, real dope. I'm saying, Sayoka, I'm saying was telling me he wanted to talk to you. He wanted, he wanted to paint. Nice. So uh, I'm saying, Sayoka, I got YNK, ABC, myself. And then I got JRTs from Art from the Heart. Okay. He's coming to do body art. That's and, a uh, Saturday, right? Saturday. Where's... And I got the art bully. Can't forget the art bully. <laughs> yeah. He just did a collab with Foot Locker. This kid is doing amazing is that, things. Is that what you posted on your story the other yeah, day? Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. there's a couple more artists I haven't posted yet. We're just doing more videos. Yeah. But this lineup, to be honest, man, like, I truly believe that the reason why they're doing this is because they all respect me as a writer. Because okay. you couldn't get these guys in the same room for free. Is this a day, in a, a day event? From 7 to 12. Damn, I got work. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, you know, you're yeah. a DJ. Oh, listen, yeah. all my homies got to work. Yeah. All my, you, know what's, you know what's funny? It's, I know it's going to go completely off topic, but like like family weddings I came and go to because I'm working. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's funny how like we're all doing our thing. We're all working. We're all doing our things. But like sometimes our schedule just like we and, can't and, go We can't go support a friend. And, and right now you got to be on your grind. Especially oh, you in, the D, in the DJ world, you yeah. got to be coming. grinding. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be a cold one. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cold and it's going to be, it's, you know, so what, what, what goes on in the winter for you then? Are you still going out 11, oh, to, 11 oh, to 6 a.m.? Oh, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm what they call a snow goon. Oh, you out there. And in the, the wintertime is when I really write. Because in the wintertime, ain't nobody out. In the nah. wintertime, you could do the pieces on the highways. In the wintertime, you could do so much without people being out. You must have loved COVID. You could be on uh, 76 bombing that yeah, shit. The, the only thing I didn't do, you know what I wanted to do that I didn't do? Because when all that shit was going on, I was like, you know, I was just falling back. I didn't want to be part of that shit. But when yeah. all the riots was going on, I seen people like painting in front of cops. Yeah, it was wild. Like, like it was crazy. I saw El Elmo painting. 
<laughs> the, the Elmo painting. Yeah, I didn't dude, see that. Oh no, dude was dressed up as Elmo. He was painting. Is that the dude that goes around the, with the marching band? I, I think it is, man. But I saw pictures of him like doing tags and stuff. Yeah, I was go like, for him. All right, Elmo. <laughs> Elmo out here. He ain't tickle me no more. It's paint me. <laughs> Damn, that's what's up. So I'm, I'm gonna try to stop by that, John, because like I don't, I don't work until. 9 30 i might be also slob for like an hour yeah there's a lot of cool stuff going on in philadelphia people if you want to yeah. you want to connect with some real real underground art even underground music you know it's it's not always uh in your in front of your face you gotta yeah. look for it i'm gonna know? drop it uh, all the information to rame's event in the description uh if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify make sure you click more info on the description and i will uh put the name the, the the date the time uh do you have it give it do they have an instagram page as well the, uh, for the for the event, whoever's throwing uh, the event for the event, yeah, the the event is July twenty second. Yeah, is at Club Canine at C L U B C A N N A I. And okay. it's, it's it's you know it's me and my homie Beware Farms Philly. Be, yeah, yeah. Beware Farms underscore Philly, and uh, it's just me and him. We partnered up, man, and we're gonna do Bet. it. We're gonna make it happen. All right, that's what's up. And then I'll I'll also try to uh, I think I can put um. I think only on Spotify I can do it. I can put uh, the the album art for the actual podcast. Yeah, I think itself. you can do that. Yeah, I yeah. can do a second one. I'll I'll put your flyer on there as well. I can so give like, you the links too. We yeah. got the early bird tickets right now for fifteen dollars. They yeah. will be going up. And at the door, man, last year it was just so crowded that you know what I'm saying. So that's why I tell people, man, get the fifteen dollar ticket. Yeah. As soon as you walk in, you get. I'll the tell shot. you what, I'm gonna buy one even if I can't make it. Because, Listen, that that's support. Yeah. That's support, I, you know, man. You know what's funny. It, that, there's not enough of that in this world, right? There's not enough people supporting their friends doing anything, and that and that's a shame. Because I think back in the day, I think we all like we all were were helping each other, lift each other up. And I feel like this way, this year, this this day and age, people are more selfish now. Yeah, it's it's different. It's definitely different. The, yeah, the, the code is definitely different. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, but but know. the ones like us that are solid, we still got to keep doing yeah. it because that's what keeps me in this you know, room. Show and prove, you know. That's yeah. That's kinda, if I would have let that stop me, man, listen, I, I helped the dude get a record deal, and he left me behind. So I, I already know how that shit goes. You know I, I can't tell you how many times I help somebody out and they burn me. I oh, mean, yeah, that's yeah, the only I, way, you know. But me, that's how you learn. Yeah. And, yeah. And then guess what? Some of them, some of them things be tests that God puts you in. Yeah, it's a test. You pass it, and then you get bigger blessings. Yeah. Now I'm happy at doing what I'm doing, and that situation ain't work out anyway. So yeah. At the end of the day, it's like it's karma. You know. Yeah, yeah, real shit. So um, let's t let's touch more on uh, the graffiti world in Philadelphia. Is there is there a code that you follow? Is there anywhere you won't tag? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sad. You can start it off. You know, definitely no schools. Yeah. Um, no houses. Yeah. You yeah. know, of course, no cars. No. Uh, no mainly, garages. Mainly, yeah. No. <laughs> no garages. Yeah. Like yeah, like anything that somebody actually owns, somebody's work truck, stuff like that. Mainly, yeah. mainly stuff that's like public, like what what we own, what we pay taxes on. Yeah, because that's what our code was in high school. No churches. Schools, no churches. No, no animals. Yeah. Yes. yeah no, no. No old ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say no statues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did tag a bum once, <laughs> but but the, the rules that really, really get deep are like the the rules in the community of writers. Yeah, which is you don't write over dead writers. If a writer's a legend and he passed away, yeah, you do not, you do not go. I think there's still pieces up in Bucks County from this kid that passed away. I went to high school with. I, I want to say it's S O. He used to write. Oh, okay. Uh, e S O E. No, E S O. 
Oh, ESO. He was super sick, dude. Like, and he passed away uh, seven, eight years ago. We used to go right, uh, right out front of Ox Valley Mall. Uh, we used to park in this industrial complex and walk through the train tracks, and we used to just lay up all these walls. We just hit them, and he still has pieces up there from that people won't write over well that's cool that's respect yeah. that's respect yeah that's respect. he was he was he, and he was a super talented kid too like he was even good in school too he was just like a so yeah i think he just got in uh, i think he was in, got into drugs and, i you mean know. that's a downfall of a lot of great artists you yeah know? it's a shame uh I lost a lot of friends that way yeah same it's a yeah i hate to right, hate right, to right. hate to go down that sad hole but rest like, in peace yeah. praise man yeah, you know one of, one of the great yeah. ones uh but going back to the uh the rules yeah one of the biggest rules that you know i always followed and you know the ogs always taught me was yeah you gotta put work out in the streets like you gotta bomb in the streets before yeah. you even try to go in the tunnels because mm. the tunnels is like the philly you know, museum. Like, yeah. you go down there and see tags from the 60s. That's where our culture is Damn. at. So, me coming up with... Recon and and real quick, are the tunnels, explain what the tunnels are. The tunnels is where all the trains run. The Broad Street Tunnels, it takes you to City Hall all the way up to Fern Rock. Then yeah. you got the 69th Street Market out, which that's like, you know, one of the most famous ones for the rooftops. The Broad Street is all underground. You got to yeah. go underground. The market outline, it goes underground, but after Second Street, it comes up. That's where the rooftops start. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I see. I guess. I guess. Like you know, I wasn't. I, I didn't grow. I I grew up in Philly. Then we moved to the suburbs. My dad had this. You know, those vans back in the day had like the VCRs and TVs in them and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> we had one of those vans, right? You're probably playing Thriller, making a Thriller. In yeah, it. I was playing. Uh, I was playing Nintendo in that drum. Um, it got stolen three times at front of our house in Port Richmond. And he moved us to Bucks County, and that's you know obviously where I, I was in, introduced to graffiti. So like, out there, it was a little. I guess a little different because there wasn't. There was nowhere else to write but like train tracks and stuff like that. Like there wasn't, there wasn't like, you know, down in Philly where there's like, you know, uh, big brick walls out front of like a warehouse or nothing, mm -hmm. something like that. There's, they just didn't exist. Yes, so lot, like yeah. our thing was like the train spots was kind of like where we hit all the that's time. That's what you got all down here. Man. Yeah, right I mean, out front of the crib. It's crazy, yeah. right where you live, Tonka. That's where that was one of the first spots yes. I used to paint. The yeah, R the R six line. Yeah, we got to come out yeah, here one yeah. night and oh, yeah. I'll show you the spot that you can see from seventy six. Yeah. The first week I moved here, I put Tonka real big on the wall. It was awful. It was like probably the worst thing I ever did because I was doing it with like Walmart paint. It was terrible and i didn't size it right in my head <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I i did the outline one day and i filled it the next night because it was so big that was like i should have used a roller i wasn't really thinking and I'll, I'll show you guys i'll show you guys where it is it's it's literally even with the foliage growing up you yeah can, like growing out in the summertime you can still see it That's dope. and it's like like a mile down the train track it's yeah, there's a lot of dope graffiti was done on this line. Yeah, a lot of dope graffiti, and they don't buff it too. It takes a while to get buffed around here. Well, you know the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like at down down by the uh, the the train station itself, that's a popular wall down there. I see. Yeah, and the one coming down my street is pretty. Uh, that that one dude, I think he hits it all the time. Dude, cease. Mm -hmm. He hit that one pretty big. Uh, because there's a spot in the winter time that whole wall you can see from 76 yep so like winter time that whole wall is done i see this one is all buffed they must have got this one the what the 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 one from main street yeah the one yeah, right yeah, yeah 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 that that one gets buffed a lot i think cvs I mean, complains 
<laughs> they got one of the best uh, train yards right around the corner, man. Oh, really? Where all the layups come through. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, when I was growing up, my buddy, like I said, he worked at U-Haul, and like all the chemical freighters that would come up, they would freshly paint them black, and that next day they'd be done. Yeah, they'd be yeah. toast. Everybody in my high school would hit those. I jobs. mean, and now is this thing that when you paint freights, yeah, you can't, you cannot paint the ones that have holes in them. Because those are the ones that are carrying cars. So basically, you get the yard hot talking about roofs. Yeah. So for an example, if you want to paint a freight, right? And you go to the yard and you see a freight that has all the holes. If you paint it, since it has the holes, the paint is going to paint the cars in the inside. And dumb companies are the ones that will put pressure on the yard. And then guess what? Now Damn. you got Amtrak police parked in front of the trains. And they're finding so out who you are. You're paying for the. You're probably paying for the. I mean, a lot of the times they don't find who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets the yard hot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now, nobody can paint it. This yard around the corner has been paint. Like dudes been painting it for a while since the '90s. And, and they keep that cold, man. You know, yeah. a lot of dudes got smacked with bottles for breaking them codes. Yeah, and you know, code, a lot I of think, graffiti beef, man. Yeah, because you know? it, it could start with something as small as graffiti. Yeah, but then. It, it, it gets to a disrespect. And then that's where the line draws. Now it's not about the graffiti. It's yeah. not about the tag on the wall no more. Now it's about the, the respect. And yeah. that's why a lot of dudes, you know, got and, hurt. And like, you know, it's like a passing, uh, like 33 station, you see all like the dope pieces out there. And then you see some, you know, stupid kid probably coming around and like writing some, like just putting an X on it or something stupid. Yep. And it's, I hate that, man. It's like you see in this talented, something, somebody actually took time and like, and like you could tell it took like a couple but hours. You know what it also could be? Could be also con uh, the workers on the, on the oh, line. On the line. I didn't think about that. Like, or yeah. the guys that got to like buff it. Or it could, yeah. it could be some beef you don't even know we had. Could be an ex girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. You yeah. Know I mean? that, there's, all, there's usually a story behind like most that exes. Would, that would piss me off <laughs> yeah. to no end. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't, like, I, like, I don't know a lot of like the, the guys that I'm seeing all the time. Like, uh, uh, I think it's Kaz, K A Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so he does. He's some, doing a lot of big shit in the yo, highways. Big and like when I'm looking at it, like the fill lines are crazy. It's like all seamless. I'm like, yo, this bull out here, like for a couple hours. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we're bombing all night, man. You know, yeah. we start eleven, twelve, and we're not done to six. Yeah, the writers that and are I'm bombing, like, and I can tell by the type of styles that they're doing and how big they're going. That they're stepping out there with 40, 50 cans and they're doing, you know, six, seven big spots a night. Yeah. You know, that's wild, man. And like, if I put my time into it like that and then someone coming, some, you know, some young kid try to prove himself or something like that comes over and disrespects my shit, I'll be like, I'd be, I'd be mad. Oh, yeah. Man. I'd be heated. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I just spent four hours on this, John, yeah. and you're going to come by and just throw some Walmart paint across it. Like, yeah. disrespect. I mean, that, that's what got me the name Rambo. You know? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, man. But uh, you know, yeah, man. And, and, and the we, shit is that they do test you. Yep. Yeah. And then you they, gotta, you gotta, you gotta step up. And that, and that's one thing about graffiti. You, how do you retaliate the, in graffiti? Uh, it's usually role. fights. You fight. Yeah. You, yeah. We never let. If somebody went over you, you had to handle it. And if you didn't, you'd be a punk. And that's so. But like, nowadays, with camera phones and stuff, has that changed at all? No. Now you get recorded getting smacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Oh yeah. Because. 
you know, it's that, that's, it's that's funny. gonna be the next wave, right? And like, you go and, over me, I'm gonna smack you, record you, and, and, and that, get a hundred thousand views. Yeah, on some real, on some real shit. That's how you know people stop going over you because, like, okay, if I go over a homeboy, he's gonna probably come after me, and I'm gonna have to handle that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. You, you, if you back in the day, that's how it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what Rambo Rain came from. He handled it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's that's kind of like you know. The, the, oh damn! Yeah, I like that. It's Rain. A, okay, oh, Rain. Oh, oh, oh no, that's how the that's how I'm bringing Rain to my gigs. I was telling this because uh, Sat was on the last. Uh, you were on twenty, right? Episode 21, uh, yes. 20, 20 or twenty-one, and um, I was talking about this kid was in the nightclub holding his his phone up to his head with the request, right? And I'm like, this kid is just bothering me all night, doing the same shit, having his friends do it, and I was like, yeah, like. I'm afraid to smack a kid in the club just because I'm afraid someone's going to get yeah, on the you recording. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah I'm just afraid I'm going to get yeah. smacked. No, it's funny. You can't do that with anybody that's like that's in the club or anywhere. Right. You're, 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 you're affecting everything. Right. You're, so that's you're putting was, everything on the line. So that's it's, what it's, was, it's a few guys that I didn't smack Right, yeah, because yeah. of my brother. <laughs> Set, I'm listen, like, yo, yo, how many times, listen, me and I'm Set, like, Rame, don't do yo, it. Listen. Rame, don't do it. Yeah. Yo, this was, this was my weekend with Set for like five, six years. Uh, Noto, Vespers, Mashulu, Concourse. I'm talking about Thursdays down. Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. I was with Seth for like four or five years straight. And uh, to be honest, it was a lot of guys that I was ready to smack. And on a strength for him, I wouldn't do it because like you said, it goes back to the business. Yeah. You know, the, it, it, it fucks up with your bookings so, and all that. Right. Around. So do you are, are you are you worried about that? Like retaliating against someone like that? And is that going to affect your brand? Like when you're trying to sell your clothes and stuff? Uh, to be honest, man, at the beginning, it, it, it fucked up a lot of shit because mind you, before I started selling clothes, before I started doing galleries or even canvases, yeah, you know, I was a street dude, you know what I'm saying? That started the right graffiti. Yeah. Now graffiti beef comes. I had a lot of graffiti beef and you know, a lot of them turned out ugly, like yeah. ugly, ugly. So at the beginning, it was hard for me to even... It was hard for me to even paint at like events. Yeah. Because a few events that I went to, you know, fights broke out and niggas got fucked up. So a lot of the guys was like, you know, they knew that I'm a good dude. They knew me, but they knew that, you know, every time Rain comes to a meeting, since he got a lot of beef, somebody tries to check him. He winds up smacking somebody with a bottle or he smacks somebody with a baton or he smacks somebody with this. So a lot of the a guys- A lot of smacking. A lot of smacking and people know. Sound like Rick about, James up in there. Listen, man. <laughs> yo, it was, it was over five or six graffiti meetings that I had fights with and I didn't start not one. And yeah. a lot of them guys I'm cool with. I'm not trying to bring nothing up, but I'm telling you that when it came to the galleries- they were scared. They were like, no, we know of Rame. So they, it, it was hard for me. It only took for me to prove that that was the past. Yeah. And, you know, everything I'm talking about was 15 years ago. So once people started to get around me again and started to realize that, you know, damn, no, like Rame ain't really like that. This shit must have, you, know, you hear stuff, but you, you don't really hear the real. You only hear, oh, he got hit with a bottle but you don't hear he try to choke a girl and do stuck up for the girl. Or you it's always hear, funny. You don't hear you don't why hear it happened. Like you only exactly. hear that you it hear happened. Yep. Mm -hmm. that's, that's another thing that 
you know that that we see i guess in both worlds right in the dj game and in the graffiti and, and game. that was hard for me because like i that's what i come from and yeah. even to this day i clench my fist and, I, and i'm better than ever i just kind of like laugh at shit anymore i don't even get mad that's what you told me yeah. you have to you yeah. have to especially in our world and, and yeah you know, and the places we play they're gonna sue us hands oh, down hands they're gonna down. sue we're gonna lose our jobs and nobody likes a bl- uh, that dude that causes trouble no and then there goes our bookings and, and yeah. what have you you, you, know? you said it already when you it's know? coming yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and, and, so. And you know, you get older. You know, you know, you have better patience. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I got worse as I got older. Because <laughs> like, I'm gonna be 40 now, and these 21 year olds with these damn phones, man. You know what though? You gotta look at it's. But one thing, Tonka, it's a culture to them. Yeah, you gotta understand that the EDM guys made that popular. Now they're like, you know, it's almost like unless the venue stops tells them not to do it they're gonna keep doing it i actually recently talked to a girl about this and she got so offended i was like hey you know could you stop putting the phone in my face i wasn't even done setting up the turntables yet and i was like listen and and i was like listen that's really rude when you do that and she was like she it was because i said that to her she got she got really tense and her and her whole party left i was like wow i even said it to her nicely yeah and she still took offense so th- so this generation gets offended very fast yes. very i noticed fast. that so even when you talk it's nice instinct. to them it's because it's, it's and then what it's at that point we're like I, I i gotta learn how to ignore that because i'm yeah. not gonna win that battle neither no. are you yeah you know what i mean and that's what uh it's this 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 new generation that's coming up it's the instant gratification that they're used to so when yes. they get when they get put down it's like nope Nope, I don't like that. You know, and they instantly yeah. try to retaliate in some way. <clears throat> I've gotten in a couple altercations with people because of that, and it sucks because you know I'm about to be forty, so we're all we're all technically besides that around the same. Hey, hey, hey! So it's like I think from you know our generation coming up. It wasn't about the instant gratification. It was about yeah. working to get the gratification. It's, it was, it's it, like, you know what it was? It, it was it was about the craft, the cool. and I, and, yeah. the, and I feel like the craft is is totally lacking right now in a lot of a lot of aspects of, of right. what i do and i and also think like djing has now became something totally different than what i got into it for and i'm just I, at the end of the day, i like to work and i still like to play so like okay these are the new rules i okay i gotta deal with the chick with the phone but i'll tell you i'll tell you what i'd rather have the phone now than the, than the drunk in my ear could you play this jam yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? so i look at the, the good and bad of that the yeah. pros and cons like, you know what at least Absolutely. they're not at least they're not in my ear all drunk like they used to be right okay you know, yes, so so yeah. I'm learning. To do, I think so, it's one of the things you just got to learn how to try deal to, with it. I'm gonna try to spin this into a graffiti question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you won't draw if someone requested it to you for you to do? I mean, there's not a lot of things that I can draw. Like I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do portraits. Like I just do graffiti. Yeah, I understand that. But is there like so? I I've seen a lot of your any, stuff. Any letter, like yeah. any name. So th- th- there's yeah. nothing you a- won't name, touch yeah, yeah. letter wise. So you don't I do characters do. or nothing like that. You just uh, characters like hip hop characters. Yeah. Uh, if I really have to, because now to be honest, it's, it's not too hard. Yeah. But no, I'm not known for. I'm not even. I was never even known for being a piecer. Right. I, I'm really known for my hairstyles and I'll, being I, a, I said, a bomber. I I sent you that picture out front of stateside. You crushed yeah. that, John. No, you and happened, Sav that did but, that, John. But why, that was just a throw up. Yeah, that, that, that was just like a regular simple throw up. Yeah, but that but, was dope. But, though. What happened with yeah. the pieces was me being around came, me being around dudes that actually even sat that piece good, mind you. All right, I'm 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 a hand styler as they call it. Yeah, me. yeah. I got probably one of the cleanest tall hands in the city. It's legible. Uh, my, Very legible. My wickets are, are, you know, everybody tells me my hands are. I mastered that. Yeah. So after I mastered that, I wanted to start doing other things because my peers were doing other things. And so then I started to do throw ups. 
Then I started to do straight letters. Right. And now mm -hmm. I just started to be able to do pieces, but I'm still not doing burners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm so evolving little by little. So I think my terminology from the Bucks County world and yours is a little different. So let's explain to the people what each one is because okay. I thought by looking at the one you did with Sev on uh, Hancock Street was a piece because where I'm from, oh, no, that'd no, no, be Carla. No. That was be... on Hancock. That was at the uh, Wall District yeah, event. Yeah, No, that's that, a piece. That's the, a piece. The green okay. one. The yeah. green yep, no, yep, yeah. Yep. No, I thought you was talking oh, about- Taka, you were right. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, right. You were right. You were Thank right. Thank God. I'm not a poser. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. That was a green piece that I did. Yeah, it was uh, yep. Busta, Me, Brain. It was like 10 of us there. It was like 10 of us there. Yeah, I took a panoramic of you and that whole wall that whole wall that's came out really sick because that, that's, that's a piece that's a yearly thing right they, they redo that wall every year uh yeah yeah theory gallery they do yeah. that like every year i did an event with them a few months prior to that and i sold a couple a couple pieces there yeah and uh he called me up for this one and he was like yo i really need you to paint and i really didn't want to do it for certain reasons because i knew the lineup yeah and yeah. i'm like oh, i really don't want to go but i'm like you know what i already told him i would do it and since i he sold some art for me I went and I did it. Yeah, it's and, dope. Uh, yeah. It's dope. It and I did a really new dope. style that I never did before. It was like a brand new sketch. Oh, bad. Because now I'm actually starting to practice pieces. Yeah. Is it, do you feel like that sells better? Uh, I feel as though that when you evolve as an artist and you do different things and you get in different circles, it's right. better for your brand. Okay. I could I could be known for being one of the best hand stylers, right? Like I could like they could people could know me for bombing. Right. But at the end of the day, if you evolve, you'll be able to make more money. Right. Because obviously you'll be able to graduate to doing murals That's and other the same things. Same thing with DJing. If you don't but evolve the, with the music, you ain't gonna get but paid. But then again, you can still be a bomber <laughs> like Shaka from LA mm -hmm. and do a simple Shaka tag on an I-95 sign and get 2500 bucks for it. Damn. But that's because he's a hard bomber. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to master handwriting and bombing so I could just do a rainbow on the sign and sell it. But also, I want to do pieces too. Okay. I want to I try to do what what other writers that influenced me didn't do respectfully okay. right because i got a lot of love for for all the ones that influenced me that's what's you up. know the, the yeah. cadisms the racons yeah the the, the bozas they all influenced me in hand styling yeah now i'm trying to evolve into something else which is gotcha beason, okay so which guys like sat so between spell. you and sat if you guys can describe to the audience uh through words what each of the terms that you just described were okay. uh how would you do it so like bombing tagging uh, you know, uh, wickeds, uh, pieces, throw ups, because like throw ups where I come from are like more like a bubble letter, like quick yes. bubble letter with a with a shadow. I'm gonna let him explain the whole piece and things. The okay, burners, pieces, straight, yeah. and I'm gonna ex explain the hand styles. Okay, it all started with the hand styles, right? So you got your your uh, your script hands, yeah, gangster hands, right? yeah. That's the stuff that they did back in the days, like the gangster hands. Okay, then you got the stiff hands that I do that. They're called stiff hands because it's like real tight, real it's straight. It's real straight. Lines. Yep. No it's runs. It's like really like straight. Yep. Then you got your tall hands, which are the ones that you write skinny and tall. Right. Which is the tall print. Yeah. Those are the ones that I'll do 15 feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Then you got the 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 uh, top to bottoms, which is like a pre-wicket. A top to bottom is when it looks like a wicket, but it doesn't have clutches. It's just like the one that I did that I wrote Big Flex on I-95. Yeah, that one's huge. That's a top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. That one. I just saw that the other day. I was like, oh, shit. That's like 15 feet high, man. Yeah. I've been doing them all over the city. That one got like, that one passed 100,000 views already, too. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you what Instagram did, but 
back to then you got the wickets, which is the ones that you add a lot of clutches on each yeah. letter. So it's like only the graffiti writers can kind of read it. So clutches, and, real quick, are the squiggle, right? The squiggles, right. like yep. the little, the little add-ons that you add on every letter, and you have to add them on each letter the same way. Yeah. So yep. it matches. Yes. And set my brother break down the pieces and the throws. Well, well, throws are, are like a bubble letter. Yeah. Um, and straight letters are just basically letters that straight with you can read them. You know, there's different styles. You can you can kind of flex them different ways, but there's no attachments to it to the lettering. It's, it's just letters. Okay. And piecing is basically um, a camouflage. You're, you're camouflaging the letters, um, and so almost almost to like, but doing it in a, in a very stylistic way, and, and like you know, you're putting uh, 3D. You're making it like look kind of like it's popping out the wall. You get you can get more funkier with colors and, and stuff arrows, like that. And arrows like yeah. that. Yeah, it's mainly like a, a collage. People, I, I heard people don't who don't understand it. It looks like a maze, what have you. But the whole idea is that you know, it's mainly read by other graffiti writers. Right. Other it's like almost its, its own language. It's in funny. Itself. Yes. It's funny you say that because like so I'll show somebody something. They're like, what does that say? I'm like, so I I, I show it to them to, to start from the middle and work their way out right you find the you find you kind of start in the middle you find out so like let's say we'll just say rain for instance right so you have like the the, the half circle and the r so you you see that right away because it's in the middle the the middle of the a and then you see the the little triangles in the m and then the, like the top you know the e so you start from the middle and you work your way out and then it's like oh now i understand yeah, that was I, like I, actually i never heard heard anybody do that before that's kind of dope yeah yeah like the way he broke that down. yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of dope okay because that's how i used to read the wild style stuff because yeah. like their stuff was wild like arrows and everything going every which way yep. and like that's how i learned is like i started from the middle and worked my way out and the, and the key to that is having your own style with that yeah you, you know and, and another thing in graffiti another code another rule is no biting allowed you couldn't you yeah. can't copy being influenced and have cadence is a whole nother story two different things two different things but like biting no biting yeah, yeah. you get called out for it you're you're, you're called a toy and you'll never get respected. Right. You know? Okay. And, and that's where, you know, the game is lacking right now because a lot of writers are not doing that. I mean, a lot of writers, you know, they, they definitely are biting. Can you tell? I mean, even even dudes are doing something now that growing up, man, I've seen people get fucked up for. Yeah. I see dudes writing other dudes' names. Oh, wow. Legendary writers. Without permission and stuff like that. It's just writing yeah. other dudes' names, man. Like, and, and you know. It's like if you want to be part of this, man, you got to be original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this culture is, is all about the, the, the form. Yeah. So you know can you I mean? tell the difference when someone throws something up that, that they were influenced or they biting on somebody? Can you tell? Oh, instantly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I can even, I mean, I see cats bite my stuff and I, you know, I'm like, damn. Like, right. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> His stuff is hard. They can bite it, but they can't duplicate it. Like the way set as his colors. His color schemes, his designs, and his letter structure, it can't be duplicated. Yeah. It just can't. He's one of the very few in Philly mm -hmm. that I can say that their style is original. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like nobody else. And like I said earlier, I can see Seth do a canvas and do any name, and I know his letters. He and, and to take the DJ, and that's kind of how I approach DJing. You know what I mean? Okay. I always try to be original. Sat one at us. Yeah, I mean, everything. <laughs> even, even, though, even though everybody does certain cuts, but I know for a fact that I did certain cuts before. I'm not the type of dude to say, yo, I, I started that, I did that, but I know I kind of did that first 
and I have it on tape. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got it on I, tape. You know what's funny? I don't. I, and D, what's, what's crazy about DJing is you can't be like graffiti because yeah. a lot of people get caught up in their oh, emotions yeah, no, and shit no, like yeah, that. Yeah, no. So it's like it's a little different than that, you know. Right. But 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 uh, you know that's how I always approach DJing, is, and I still do it. I, and I notice what kids are doing now. Like, all right, I want to do the opposite of that. You know, that's kind of like what I'm at now, especially with the, with the music changing and everything. I'm constantly kind of trying to think of a new way of doing this. You know. Now, so, God, God, ring. I got a question I want to ask you, Sat. How does gra- how did graffiti play a part in your DJ career? Did it help you? Did it uh, did it get you in rooms that you would have never got well, in? Fun fun fact about Philly: most most of the early DJs like Cosmo, Kenny Mees, they were all graffiti writers. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of the thing. If back in the day, when especially when hip hop was first hit Philly, you did it all. You 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 were breaking, you were writing graffiti, you were DJing, and what you do is like, what what was I the best at? And you would stick with that MCing, which yeah. I wasn't good at. Um, <laughs> at all, I did oh, try. Let it. me find out. You did spit bars. Yeah, yo, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, 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 I, I, Actually, I still have my, my rap name was Kidnap. Oh shit! <laughs> kidnap. Set one. The kidnapper. The kidnap. You ain't never living that. Yo, down. yo, kidnap. Uh, but, uh, I can't wait to call you that. Yeah, in front actually, of I don't think I told anybody that story. But anyway, so. <laughs> but yeah, but but like that's that's how I got I got into the DJing through my graffiti friends. Yeah, you know, basically. You know, Kenny yeah. Mees is a big part of that. Cosmo Baker is a big part of that. You know? Yeah, I just saw I just saw Cosmo for the first time in a while at that Scratch Bastard event. Yeah. I was like, damn, I haven't seen him oof, since B-Boy Barbecue days. He's still probably. doing it. Yeah, and it's 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 so refreshing to see. So do you do you find that Raymond, in the graffiti game? You find like the old heads that are still around doing it. Oh yeah, man, I love it, man. I love seeing old heads taking tags, man. Uh, I love to see old heads doing art shows. Yeah. Because it's like it's it's like in the hip-hop culture, man. It's like, you know, when you see Coogee Rap performing, when you see, you know, Wu-Tang and Nas on tour, it's yeah. like to us that really did this shit for the culture, like those are the guys that we look up to. So when it comes to graffiti, man, like I love to see the old heads doing their thing. And yeah. what's crazy about it is that, you know, in Philly, the, old, the older guys are the ones that are really respected, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying like you could have a thousand colors and you could do all of this, and if you don't got the decades we got in the game, like you know what I'm saying, like people respect the ones that have been around for and, a and long also time. the ones who do it correctly, you know? and the and, ones that yeah. the ones that follow the code, yeah, and because you got a lot of up and coming writers that they go by them rules. Those are the ones that us all has embraced. Yeah, and and that, that's 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 where I fall in in some some. Uh, uh, arguments I wouldn't say arguments but talks with other younger DJs about certain things that, that's happening now that I'm not really cool with and it's like you know but then you know you it's almost like oh you ain't, you're not catching up with the technology or what what have you but like, nah but that's still kind of breaking the rules of why this thing started there's still a culture it's a craft to a lot of us it's like a religion to a lot of us myself yes. included yes, you know yeah so so you know I feel like that's where the graffiti mind and, and the dj clashes and i gotta learn how to turn one off and, and keep you know because you're so used to the graffiti yeah and, and for a long time djs were following that code and then for for whatever reason it started everything started falling off track i think you know once technology came into play and made made it very easier for cats to dj yeah. where graffiti is like you can't fake the funk with dj i mean with uh graffiti you got a can in your hand you know so there's guys who use the stencils but you could see that I'm really glad you brought up technology. How has technology changed the graffiti game? I mean, if anything, it made it more, I guess the, the spray paint's better. 
They make more colors. The caps are cleaner. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, like shit we wish we had then. The iPad. The iPad. The iPad yeah. is yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. has it stopped on that listen, iPad. You can, you Look can, at that, John. Listen, you could take, take a tag and that becomes a logo. Yeah. yeah. And all that is is graffiti brushes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We out here. We, man, when you're done, that's going right up on yeah, the gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. going right up on the gram. So how, how has technology changed graffiti for you, right? Well, for me, man, it, you know, technology, like I said, the iPad. I'm able to do things on iPad. I'm able to make designs to sell for clothing. For clothing, I'm able to, uh, you know, just do things easier now. Better spray paint, like you said, better caps. It doesn't drip. So, of course, you know what I'm saying? The only thing that I don't agree with is the AI technology. I seen a guy post this up that it was like a robot taking tags like on paper. And I said, AI would never be able to walk the streets and tag on the wall. So, of course, AI might be able to do names and all that. But, you know, they're not going to be able to do what we do. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I bet you they'll be doing shirts. I bet you AI will yeah. be doing... Like designers, I don't think graphic designers are going to be really around too much because no. AI is going to be doing all that shit. Yeah, it's wild, man. That AI, that chat, chat CBT I or mean, whatever. The, the, the music. I'll How about the music? I'll yeah. tell you what, it, it, it's if you use it as a tool because it's not going anywhere. It's, yeah. It's no. just going to... you it's know, and, and that's at the end of the day, you got to like figure out a way for it to work for you. And that's the way I look at all technology. Right. You know, I, I think, you know, technology... When if you know it's it's either going to help us or hurt it help us it can't really hurt us in any uh, way. well no I think what it can do is eliminate a culture it can it can, it can make so it can hurt it, us. It, yes, eliminate I think jobs, so yeah eliminate a lot of jobs a lot of creative yeah, jobs yeah 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 you know yeah that's actually a good way of but here's the thing the human element is not if that that's something special and that's a god gift and I feel like that that's one thing they'll never be able to duplicate right just, but it might just keep everybody on their toes and be more original and more creative how to beat the damn thing exactly. you think you think exactly. that you think that's why a lot of these things come up. And so it makes us as a culture and everything come out stronger. There's something to, to it. it. It's almost alien-like the way this technology is like advancing so fast. Yeah. You know, yes. we, 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 we're just catching up to the iPhone and now that this yeah. is coming out. So you know, you, it's like, who's putting this out? Right. You so know? Do, you, do you think that we should use that as a tool to make ourselves better? Oh, yes. Of course. You got to uh, well, use it. How to make you better? Not, not, not like make you sound like something you're not. Okay. You know what I mean? Like my whole thing is that that I don't like it when it's used as like a a a crutch or like it hides what you really sound like or, or like oh, vocally, I don't, I don't like uh, yeah I, oh yeah like if anything just give you ideas and like mm -hmm. maybe advance what you do right put a put an advancement to it but right. not like take over and let it do it on or like its own. or like oh, I want I want to cut like Jazzy Jeff and it does it for you yeah oh, they, no, you know what I mean like that's what I'm money. saying like I that's, hope that's that, not doing that I mean I, but um, but think about <laughs> no, it they, how they, far they, how much further away are we got the same buttons how much Further, how much further are we going to go with that? I you love know what that. I, mean? I love what you right said. Right around the corner. I loved what you said in our group chat about we're we're in a group chat for this one company we work for, and I'm with Sat on this on the sync button I mean, stuff. I like, mean, at the end of the day, it's it's. I understand it. I get it. I get it too. But, but it's because my whole thing is, these, what do you sound like it with it off? Thank you. Okay. You know, that, and, and we'll, my, we'll leave but, it at but, that. But not even that. I'll get I'll get crazy with it. Like, what do you sound like without Serato? Can you mix yeah. a record with two with your ears, not your eyes? Yeah, and mm. that's and that's and that that's where I come up. And like to me, if like you're true, what you really true if truly sound like as a DJ is if you don't have them two things, a sync button and Serato. Yeah, what do you sound like on two records? Yep. Are you a, and here's that's not even old. And a, a lot of people are like creativity and all that stuff. But what is more creative 
than grabbing two vinyl records and figuring out a way to to blend them together. Like that to me is That's more creative, more creative yeah. than 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 uh, pushing a button or having a computer match the beat for you. Right. So I mean, at the end of the day, how much easier does it need to be for everybody? And I think. That this is something where technology kind of hurt the the culture. A it little made bit. everybody able to DJ, right? Straight up. Yeah, it sucks because no, it doesn't suck. It just because you no, know I, I at the end of the day, it, it, it just guy, <laughs> this guy in his lives, bro. That's <laughs> Rainbow Rain. But I mean, I I mean, I know it's a conversation, you know, and okay. and, and I understand it's not going anywhere. I understand that, but but I don't like the defense of it. Okay. I know why you guys use it. So don't, here, use don't, it. Don't don't, don't 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 say use, guys. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I understand. I understand. But like, don't justify it to me because I. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to make sense not, to me. No, it's just. I'm yeah, like. Yeah. It's just still. Just just it, keep it real. And, yeah, and yeah. That's it. Don't bring it up. And respect don't, the yeah, real ones right. that don't, do what they do. Yep. Yeah. Don't yep. argue something that that like I I, I spent you're, since I was 16 years old. Yeah. You're not going to win that battle. Yeah. Exactly. So is there anything you can you can put that with graffiti? Right, so someone uses something as a crutch to get. Uh, I mean, not really, man. Because in graffiti, the supplies that we're getting, that you know, like the new technology, it's like you can't fake it. If you don't have a hand, I don't care how fat the cap is. If if you don't know how to write, you're you're not going to be able to write with a fat cap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in graffiti, it's it's different. Like he said, because you really gotta, you could tell the talent of a graffiti writer whether they're tagging or piecing. So you can have. 20 Montana cans if you don't know how to tag it's gonna if you don't know how to do pieces it's gonna look like shit yeah so at the end of the day you know what I'm saying but I just wanna let everybody know July 22nd (laughs) yeah plug it Beware of Rain Part 2 Canine Club Beware Farms Philly I got Cornbread Pre Amse Sayoka YNK ABC The Art Bully Snack oh, Y&K. Yes, Y&K's in the building. He's he did, last year's champion. He just did a, st- a bunch of stuff for my buddies. Uh, pain, pain, uh, pain Gains or something like uh, that. At right? Philly Gains Philly and Gains, uh, yes. Alpha, Flight, Nutri- yes, Alpha Flight Fitness. He yes, did a bunch yes. of stuff. So, you know, it's going to be a dope event, man. So make sure you get your early bird tickets. Follow me at Rambo Rain underscore 215. The link is in the bio. It's $15 yeah. a and ticket. Every, I'll put everything in the description, uh, both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for you uh, with all the information to the event. So let's... Let's switch gears to what you're doing with clothes now. Oh, yeah. Well, with the clothes, man, it started like this, right? Instagram took my main account uh, for different reasons, right? Yeah. Violating community guidelines. So when they took my account, the same way a rapper expresses himself through music and writes about shit that they going through, I'm tagging that night. So I'm mad. So I just did a wicked, which expresses my anger. When I'm angry, I want to do wickets. If I just got some pussy, I might do a colorful throwback. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So now we know. <laughs> With now we know. <laughs> I'm going to comment that on your next, on your next I, video. If I want to late last night. Yes. Yes. If I want to stun on somebody next to me, yeah. then I'll do a tall hand because my tall hands are just too tight. So it's like competition in a way. So, uh... Back to the question. What was it again? Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of went see, the wrong see, <laughs> So what you're doing with clothes, Instagram oh, with clothes. clothes yeah. So that night I did a wicket and I wrote, fuck Instagram. I'm a legend in my hood. Yeah. Seth put that on a shirt. Check, check this out. Yeah. That was mine. That was mine. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. wrote that. Yeah. So I wrote that punchline. After I wrote the punchline, we posted it. All the big platforms picked it up. Bet. Spray Planet, they got a half a million followers. Bomb and Sons, like everybody picked it up. Then me and Sev did a collab post. He yeah. had like 80,000 followers. So the fucking shit took off so much that I said, listen, we got to put this on a shirt. 
and we put it on a shirt. I sold 50 shirts. And it started going and, more. And after in a that. matter of four days. Damn. Then after that, I printed a couple more, sold a few more. And then after that, uh, you know, that was kind of like the end of that collab. And then I went and I did this one, which is the City of Brotherly Slugs. And this one is it, it, it has a little bit of my styles. Like the other one was just, you know, a punchline, but a lot of people gravitated to it because it's dope. Fuck Instagram. I'm a legend in my hood. So it was just like a dope slang. But this one is more like of, of me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My styles, my tall hand, my pieces. Is that a is that a heat press throw-up. joint? Uh, well, this is a uh, director film. Uh, uh, director garment, DTG. N- no, no, no. DTG uh, is is the one that goes straight to the shirt. Oh, this okay. one is director film. It's DTG. It, it lays it in a clear, like a clear plastic. Yeah. And then from that clear plastic, then you press it into your shirt. Oh, okay. So the, these are DTF, but I am going to be doing DTG. I'm, I'm going to do DTG hoodies. In the summer, I'm going to just do T, DTFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so uh, can I, is there a way they can people can purchase this yeah, shirt they online? Yeah, they could go. Uh, not online. I sell them myself through Instagram for now. Okay. But they could just go right on my Instagram, RamboRame underscore 215. Yeah, because that's DM dope. Me. I want to grab one of those. Oh, yeah, definitely, sure. man. Yeah, What's yeah. your size? Oh, t- nowadays it's probably I, XL now. I got XL in the car. It's all yeah. right, man. I got XL it's all right. in the car. Summertime, Tonka. Yeah, it's 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 funny, man. I got XL in the car. He used to call me Fat Tonka, oh. and now I was no, skinny I Tonka. No, I didn't call you. Right? Yeah. I called you. you I called, called you me Fat Tonka. Did bro. I really? Did yeah. I really? Yeah. Yeah. Now he calls me Skinny Tonka. Oh, d- now I, call, I'm like, I didn't call you Fat though, did I? Yeah. Well, I got skinny. You said. Yeah, well, where's I, I, I only knew Fat Tonka. He would say. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't call you Fat Tonka. No, no. In my head, I was calling you Fat Tonka. Now, kid. <laughs> and now it's funny. Now I, I'm into like I'm into like weightlifting. Oh, I noticed. They like look that. good. Thank look you. Good. Man. Thank you. Oh, so no, yeah, not, yeah, so yeah, now now I'm now I'm into weightlifting, and now I'm like I went from a large to an extra extra large. It sucks. Yeah, man. And it makes yeah. me feel like I'm fat again. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna cop. But can I still? Can you still make the other ones or no? Uh, no. Those are kind of like you know we sold what we sold, and that's it. Yeah. So those, damn. I, that, but, I would love but to cop that. I, I, I might. You know, I, I might be. Uh, I might bring them back. But yeah. uh, to bring them back, I got to start doing DTG because DTF, the way that that shirt is, the letters, like DTF, it, it, it just won't look right. So it's not, I, it doesn't I, I mean down do the fuck, by the way. Everyone. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> but uh, dumb, dumb shirts, man, I, I might bring them back because a lot of people are asking me. Yeah, they were them. dope, dude. Yeah. They were dope. Yeah. I, I, I didn't put two and two together when I saw them, to be honest with you. Because yeah. uh, I know I, I don't know you, y'all's relationship and stuff like that, but I, I know that you know, you guys were friends and you yeah, guys yeah, made that yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, it was a collab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, 100%, it was a collab. Yeah, I did yeah. it. I wrote it myself. We didn't, uh, it was naturally. We didn't say, yo, let's go write and do a shirt. It happened so organically. That's I why I love when so stuff well. happens like that. Yeah, that's why it went so it well. We're, we're out there painting. Yeah. I'm mad because Instagram took my account. I have no Instagram. So I'm taking tags and seven. Is that still up me. somewhere on the wall? Oh, uh, yeah, it's still up. Still Where's up. it at? Last time I seen it is on 5th and uh, Glenwood. Okay. Yes. You in the hood there. So yeah. it, it was just so dope that, yeah. you know, it was like I was expressing myself. Yeah. And people felt that because everybody knew Instagram took my account. Yeah. And then now my new account is up to uh, 8,600 followers. Damn. And they took my last account at 7.5. Damn. So, but when I started building this one, it was a backup account. I had it at 2,800. So in a matter of two months, I went from twenty eight hundred to eighty three hundred. People found Rambo, baby. Yeah, man. This ain't the first. Well, I, this I, ain't yo, first blood. So it took me a while. I just, I just broke ten. I'm on. I'm at oh, 10. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. It took Come me on, a minute. It took, it took me a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I know, like but you know why though? That's no, that's because Sat was never really into it. Yeah. If he would have been doing that, listen, I remember going to Vespers and we wouldn't even record. 
Yeah. Like, I remember Joey Guns and them would come around and Seth would be like, no, put the phones down. Like, we would not record. It's yeah. just, it was kind of whack to yeah, us. I, I, feel, I feel whack. I only you know got 4.6. You know, you know what's funny? <laughs> it, it, it's, I always thought it was just weird to see dudes in the booth with phones. And you see where yeah, we are yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's part, yeah listen, but that was, that was in the beginning, though. I noticed one yeah. thing. There's a club hiring, right? Yep. And they specifically wrote for you to be a girl, a bottle girl, or a host, yeah. you have to be a marketer. You have to yeah. know how to use your social media. So they'll hire the girls, but they better see, know see, how to. So I got a thing too. So uh, this goes to you too, Tonka. Like, what yeah. do you think? I think are people sick of it now? Because I'm noticing that like certain things that used to be, certain guys used to be really popular. And now you're starting to see them fade off because everybody's kind of doing that guerrilla style marketing right. like is it because everybody's doing it so it's like yeah. what is the what is the next thing if everybody's doing it? like now what's the next step you right. know after what's been going on for like the past like maybe five years mm. yeah yeah like what is the next thing that's going to catch people's attention like what <laughs> like it's almost at the point where like i'm starting to see it girls djing in thongs oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he ain't wrong what well, so so that's I'm it i'm seeing a lot so of so dan talker you're, you're right on track with getting in, in the shape like you are yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny you know what's funny direct direct said i'm more marketable now. yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, oh direct's gonna put a thong on your ass yeah and put yeah. you right in dre's beach club yeah so when i first met when i first met direct i was with sat we shout did out this, to direct yeah we did this west coast tour i did this west tour west coast tour with sat he met he introduced me to direct i was fat then and then he fat tonka I, yeah fat tonka and then i lost weight i lost like 60 pounds and he's like oh you're marketable now i'll be in vegas <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, but you, Sounds like you, direct. you turned all your shit into muscle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's bad. That's thing. actually yeah. good. Yeah, thank you. you Gain weight and yeah. turn it into muscle. Yeah, I just it's get better skinny. than building. Yeah, Sat, Sat likes to run. No yeah, sugar runner. I'm a runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that sugar. <laughs> and, and he only drinks sugar free Red Bull. Yeah, so yeah. He's good. So watching, watching my figure. So all right. So where do we see Ray in five years? Oh man, in five years, man. I just hope to be traveling. Uh, using the music to get me in the different cities to bomb, keep doing art shows, and uh, I want to try to take this art show on the road. You know, okay. Uh, the, the more you bomb in different cities, the bigger your brand gets. So I definitely want to start traveling and, you know, use the music to help me get into different cities. Here's a cities. question. Yeah. There, is there, if you could name three cities you want to go to in the next five years, what would they be? California. Uh, I haven't bombed in California. Uh, uh, Houston. Okay, why Houston? Uh, because there's a couple guys down there that uh, I okay. talk to, and uh, like, okay. they're, they're big into the freights, and like, it's it's not too much tags down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to go to cities where I can stand out. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's that like, makes sense. Like when I went to Vegas, man, I remember I posted it, and no lie, man, like 15, 20 minutes later, like at least four or five cars pulled up, writers that follow me. So it's like when you leave Philly. And you're known for being a Philly handstyle writer. Yeah, you get more love out there. It's like because okay. because it's it's rare to them. Yeah, here in Philly, everybody sees the hands. When you take them out of your city, is when you really are embraced. All right, third city. Uh, Florida. Florida, where any Pacific. Because of the art vessel. Oh, okay. So Miami. Miami. Yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah. So sat next five years. Next five years, uh, still doing this. Uh, probably less DJing and more production and more art stuff. Kind. Of, during a pandemic, I started a lot of projects that I want to finish. And I, I think that let me think about like what I haven't done yet and okay. what I want to kind of retouch and go back to. Okay. Know? All right. So this is a segment that I, I, I stopped doing. But now since you guys are all part of the culture, uh, favorite stinker of all time. Talking to make sure you're talking to Mike. 
It's a very the, important the, moment. The Jordan 11s, man. The yeah. Of course, man. And, and the I got reason, the 2011 pair and the 2018 I, pair. I see, I see you got them all. Yeah. And the reason why they're my favorite is because in high school, I remember I had to hustle to buy them. I wanted them so bad. And, you know, my mom wouldn't buy them for me. Yeah. So I got so mad that I went on the block and I sold drugs and I bought them. Yeah. So I it always kind of like I always remember them sneakers because they were like the first sneakers I bought. That yeah. I wanted that you wanted and you bought. Because my dad would buy me everything, but that yeah. time she's oh you're not getting them, and it yeah. got me so mad that that's what kind of started me to hustle. Yeah. Sat my Air Max ninety fives, man. Yeah. You know can't go wrong with uh, them. That's ninety fives were such a big shoe. That was too. a change. That changed the game. That no sneaker looked like that. No. Nah, felt like multiple that. air bubbles. You got Yo, one crazy. Of uh, nine fives, I don't have. Yeah, them and all. and and they rock. You can rock them with anything. Yeah, you know, kind of like a shell toe. Yeah. You know? Okay. So growing up, what were you wearing? Growing up, uh, b boy, b boy, b -boy uh, definitely suede pumas. Yeah. Uh, Diodoras. Yeah. yeah. Lottos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, filas. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Uh, the basic b boy yeah, shoe. Yeah. You know, yeah. shell toes. I was rocking Filas. Yeah. Uh, British Knights. Yo, BK. When I was young. I, I saw a picture of me and my brother at, at Disneyland or Disney World, whatever one's in Florida. But we, we, we both had matching BKs on. How about the yo, yo, white and blacks? White yeah, and blacks? Yo, with the, like, like the big ass tongue. <laughs> rocking the eight ball jacket. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, British Knights. They're, they yes. came back for a little bit. Yeah. I want to say like three summers ago. They came back. Yeah, a new they company came, bought them and tried to put yeah, them Yeah, they out. tried, but they yeah, failed. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so. You said you were from one to nine in Puerto Rico? Yes, I was born in New Brunswick. Yeah. Then uh, went back to Puerto Rico because uh, I was just born because my family was out here. Yeah. And when I went back to Puerto Rico, I stood there till I was nine. How was and it? What was life I like in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico was, uh, it was traumatizing. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, tra traumatizing. I mean, you, you know, of course, there's a lot of beaches beautiful beaches you go to san juan the capital it's yeah beautiful yeah. beaches everywhere beautiful rivers yeah but me living in the projects where my father was a drug dealer over there in puerto rico it's not like here in philly that you can sell drugs there he can sell drugs there and he can sell drugs in that corner and everybody eats over there one project one owner that's just how it goes so what they do oh, is stop. so what they do is you'll have the person to have the corner until they kill him and then when they kill him, another family will take it over. And this is a revolving door. Like, this is a cycle. So when I was over there, we had to leave because of my father. He was into that. And the thing about Puerto Rico is that it wasn't as many cops as here. Yeah. Like here, the cops run, you know, the city in a way. Like, you can have a shootout and they'll, they'll be here in 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes. In Puerto Rico, man, and on projects, they don't come to 45 minutes later. And when they do come, they got to bring national national guards because the dudes in the project shoot at cops. Darn. In, in Puerto Rico, uh, if you ever want, look at the news. Like, when they murder people, it's 50 shots, 70 shots. They shoot with extended clips yeah. yeah and you could get an ak in puerto rico for 200 dollars. so imagine the projects right people being a little bit poor no cops 
the people that control the projects are the people that control the projects. Yeah. So it's basically war with different projects. And basically Darn. another family trying to take out this family. And that's how they open shop in Puerto this Rico. This ain't a movie either. No, nah. this is real. And everybody that's Puerto Rican have been there. There's a part that my mom was from. It's called La Pella. Yeah. If you, you could be a tourist or you could be from out there. If you go down this hill, you got to flash the lights. If you don't flash the lights, you get shot by the time you get to the bottom. And ask any Puerto Rican that, that, that knows this. Everybody that goes there that's the one spot they'll tell you not to go don't go into La Perla yeah cause that's where they kill you and they throw you right over it's like right over the edge where El Morro's at and uh, it's water where it's that's where the sharks is at so they kill you and throw you right over the water and they will never find you cause the sharks will eat you darn and this is facts have you been back since uh, I went back to visit a few times I still got cousins over there but uh Nah, you know what I'm saying? Once I got over here, man, you know, it's, it's very different. Yeah. You know? Over there in Puerto Rico, you could live. Yeah. But uh, you would have to just work and do the right thing. You can't do, go to Puerto think, Rico and think you're going to sell do drugs. Do you think those years kind of molded you into... Yeah, a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one time, man, it was a shootout. This was like the week before my mom was like, I'm done and left my dad and straight got on the plane and came over here. Yeah. Where in Puerto Rico, we had like metal windows. Everything is metal, which you go like yeah, this. Yeah, crank it, it open. Yeah. yeah. that All the projects got metal windows. And another project invaded our project. They were trying to kill my dad. So the building that we was at, it was three apartments and three apartments. We had to throw our bed mattresses onto the windows because they were shooting at our building for like 15, 20 minutes. Damn. Just like standing in front of the building, just shooting at our building. Traumatizing like, is the what? wrong word. That yes. Is, I don't yes. even know. I don't even know how to describe yes. that. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it was crazy out over there, man. That's why when, you know, when I hear people say stories about how bad Puerto Rico is, like I know because I lived there. Damn, you know I'm, I'm sorry now, you had to experience now, that, man. Damn. Of course, now as the years go by, I'm pretty sure things change a little bit. But uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure things change a little bit yeah. as times go by. But uh, back back in the '80s, man, it was really rough out there. Darn. Yeah. I, I like you know I I can't even relate to anything. We're close to that, but I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're with us oh, and yeah, expressing yeah. your art throughout the city because yeah 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 we're thankful. We're happy to have you here. Yeah, no, <laughs> Listen, I'm thankful I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Have you ever been to Puerto Rico, Sad? No. One of the no? places I always wanted to visit, but never. Yeah. Have. Yeah. Most you, of my traveling was with Jeff, so yeah, yeah. he didn't go there. I, I, you know, where, where's the coolest place you've been with Jeff? Uh, wow, I would say probably like Japan, China. You've been to Japan? Oh yeah, and oh, China snap. a couple times. Yeah, man. What's that like? It's like you feel like you went on to a, uh, another planet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Japan was really crazy because they're so ahead technology, like wise. Like it, it was insane. It was just like the That's stuff you would see I would now. Love to go. Yeah, like all the flat screens that that I didn't even see yet was there they were they Damn. were way ahead of the game with that yeah i mean they make all of that stuff. yeah that's what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. i mean it was like it was like mm. Times square on steroids Damn. Back do you have like, a bucket list place to to bomb bucket list that i would like to bomb yeah bucket to, list that's something that's like so far to, out there to be honest uh i would love the white house i would love <laughs> 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 no 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 yeah now, not a false flag. <laughs> to be honest, man, I would love to bomb in Paris. That'd oh, be sick. Paris, Paris is dope. I've been there. And, and it's because Paris, they yeah. love the culture And it's so grimy much. in Paris. Yeah. Like, dope way possible. Love, yeah. And they love Philly graffiti, man. Like, overseas, man, they respect us. 
in another level. And what's funny you say that because b-boy culture is the same way. And DJ yes. culture. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, they, they, t- they took everything, America, all the dope shit we, we, we created and they just, they kept it. They kept, kept all the dope it. shit and kind of e- threw e- away the bag. Even artists. <laughs> yeah. Like where you think Kooji rap and all these older guys are getting booked yeah, yeah. overseas. Yeah. 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 They're, still, they're still, yeah, it's yes. crazy how they, they, they cherish and embrace something that we throw away. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Because it moves on in, in these states. Yeah. Well, it's all about money. Because money, money is really what, exactly. what but over there, they're more yeah, yeah, the culture. They're, they're culture and they're, they're more educated so on that. You know? this is to, that. to spin it your way, bucket list place to DJ. Man. Because like, you've done it. You probably uh, not to sound Not of- to sound arrogant, but I kind of played... Uh, I, I, I kind of did that earlier on. Like, I wanted to do Vegas. I Like, every place I kind of wanted to play, I did already. Um, and I, that DJing for me now is, is more of a, a personal thing. You know, okay. I'm not, my goals are, are not to sound arrogant, but like I kind of did that ten years ago. Like okay. I, I did all that stuff. I mean, I took you with yeah, me. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, like I, I, yeah. I kind of know what that is. And and how I'm about gl- Dubai? Dubai? Oh, Dubai would be dope. Yeah, Dubai. I mean, no, no, that's was, where the money's at. I think if yeah. I do it, I want to do it again, and maybe with with what I'm do working on now that. Maybe I can. So you're DJing for one of your performers, or something, artist, or, or, or something, artist, artists, yeah. or something. Yes, yes. Go, do it in a different way, not playing pop records. Or yeah, whatever. basically, I mean, DJing do for it, the artists that you're so producing for. Doing your passion, yes, with an yes. artist. I'd yes. say that's that's well, where it, it separates. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. That's one thing I did learn from Jeff when I was touring with him because that's what he was doing because they wanted to see him beat him. You know what I mean? And that's and when I was doing the Vegas and doing all the my goals to play in New York and all these these big clubs. They, you know, I wasn't really. I was playing. That that stuff, you know. What I mean, I was playing pop music, and, and it was like a different thing. I was there in it for a different reason. If you know what I mean, yeah. I, would, I would like I would like to travel again, but for You're the right for reason. that reason, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. Kind of re, re reintroduce myself. Love in a different that way. answer. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Yes, great answer. Because so, it's like instead of DJing the DJ, you want to do it for your movement, which yes, should it be yeah. your artist and the music that you. Produce. It took you know what? It took me a while to get there. And you know, but 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 do. now at my age, that's how that's where I'm at with it. I love know? that answer. Great answer. So I figure it's a good time to wrap it up, right? Word so, up. But let's plug let's plug the show one more time. Your, your art show one more time. Get out the notes. Get out the notes. Where are they? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get July it. July twenty second. The only time Ray had his phone down. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> July twenty second <laughs> from seven till what? All right. This is July twenty second, <laughs> Saturday from seven to twelve. Shout out Beware Farms. Shout out Club Kanai. I got the legendary, the world's first writer, Cornbread the Legend. I got the Freight King uh, Pre. I got Amse and Sayoka, which is, you know, a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, myself, YNK, ABC. I got Snapcracker. Uh, I got Jay Ortiz doing the body art. I got the Art Bully and uh, Bass Tats. So, you know, nice. we, we got live DJ. We got cannabis vendors. We got uh free Kiki Vodka. And, oh, and also that day, I forgot it. I'm premiering it right now. That day, I'm doing my first episode for my new podcast called The Art of Bombing. Bad. We're filming it in the back in a podcast room uh, with Cornbread the Legend. So that's going to be the first episode that's on awesome. my new podcast. That's awesome. So I'm putting a little bit of everything. And oh, and another one. And my magazine comes out that day. I forgot to say that. I'm dropping oh, a magazine. A magazine. I might have to, to copy and Rambo paste this towards the, be- yes, the beginning ma- of the episode. Yeah, shout out to Graph World Magazine. They did a whole bunch of issues. And this is the first issue that's going to be all about one writer. And it's going to be about my, my uh, it's a long interview. And also, they're going to have tags from like the 90s to the 2023s. So people are going to be able to see my hands when they 
were done when when I couldn't write. Yeah, like they're going to be evolution. Able to see my whole evolution. Love nice. that man. Nice. That's fucking nice. sick. Um, so I, I'm going to put a link in the description for the tickets. Uh, your Instagram pages. Uh, I'm going to use your your cover art for the for the show as the cover art for this episode. Uh, I think it only comes out on Spotify though. It comes up on people's screens, but I'll have that up. Uh, I'll put it in the Instagram post as well, along with the Instagram story to help promote. Um, Sat, you you said you were thinking about bringing the clothing line back out. Yeah, do, man. Do you have an Instagram for that? Uh, uh, yeah, we have Birds and Robots uh, okay. on Instagram. That's the name. And uh, big up Tonka for for doing something different uh, and bringing something. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, haven't been uh, accustomed to or yeah. learned about. This you know part of the culture. That's what I'm trying to Yo, do. Tonka's Tom, repping the culture. I'm feeling that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I'm trying to. I, 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 I swear that's, that. that's one thing about this podcast is it's not about just DJing or music. I want to because I have had artists on. I've had yeah uh, fashion people on. I'm really that's trying good. to like bring people. That can experience the things we get to experience yeah, on a daily basis. And, and, so. and Philadelphia is a beautiful city, and there's so much to offer. So much. So I appreciate you guys all having everybody's uh, Instagram handles and all the all their info is going to be in the description. Uh, thank you all for tuning in again to episode 22 of Talking with Tonka. Uh, this episode will air at 8 p.m. Uh, Thursday, the 13th. Um, make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you follow my guys. Make sure you buy a ticket for July 22nd. It's only $15, man. <laughs> it's Licking only $15. Rain underscore 215, man. Shout out Tonka, man. I appreciate yeah, you, Yeah, no doubt, guys. You guys have a good one. I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.